All right, hey everybody, you're listening to Giraffes Have Black Tongues. I'm Ralph. And I'm Dave. And before we get started, we're going to do a little bit of a corporate shout out. But first things first, to the guy that makes us sound slightly less worse than we already sound, Donald Lewandowski. If you need any kind of editing or any kind of sound done, just go to DonaldLewandowski.com for all your editing needs. He is the sole reason why this podcast is up and running and the sole reason why we actually sound like we know what we're doing. All right, next thing's almost. (laughs) Next thing, we're going to do a shout-out to Classic Nerd Talk for always letting us post on there because we know you guys, not everybody, you know, listens to all the conventional methods, so it's always good to have an extra spot. Classic Nerd Talk for our classic nerd needs. Uh, Basically, if you have anything you want to watch, there's a Facebook group and a YouTube page called Classic Nerd Talk, and they just do video game runs and post about anything nerdy or ask questions and they do giveaways. This month they're doing a giveaway to give away a PS4 and Xbox One of your choice. So join, follow the directions. It's not too late to enter. Um, And then finally, last but not least, now doing Street Fighter tournaments at the beginning of the year, I'd like to give a shout out to Full Grip Games located on 121 East Market Street. If you like playing Magic the Gathering, you like playing Pokemon, you like doing competitive gaming, come down to Full Grip Games, they have it all, and they also have niche board games. Or if you just get bored, you want to see my face there, Come on down, we'll hang out, I will play you in a game of magic. That's 121 East Market Street. Come down anytime, and uh, like I said, we're also doing Street Fighter tournaments coming up soon, which are going to be really hype. Alright, so, how you been? I've been alright. How about you? Oh, I've been better, I've been a little sick, guys, so sorry if I sound like someone has been mouthfucking me with a radish. Uh, I just have, I've had this weird throat thing going on, so just bear with me as, like, people, and we'll get through this real good. Um, so, first thing I want to talk about is this horrible fucking movie we saw. And the only reason why I saw it was because I was looking at a random trailer on something. I was just surfing the web. I believe the title is called Tammy and the Dinosaur, right? Tammy and the T-Rex. T-Rex. Tammy and the T-Rex. There you go. Okay. So, basically... And I want to make sure, because we have Dave Stewart here, our wealth of knowledge, he usually is good about cast members. Who is all in this beautiful movie that we just watched? So it's it's like an early 90s movie starring a very young, handsome Paul Walker, uh-huh. who wears a cut-off t-shirt throughout like 90% of it. Oh, fantastic. And then a very young Denise Richards, also in it. Looking extremely hot, by the way. So the movie starts out, and you know, we're not, we'll give you basically the whole movie, we're not going to sit here and make it our movie talk. We're going to save that for The Room. Maybe we'll do an episode on The Room. We haven't decided yet. So basically the movie starts out and Paul Walker is fighting this gentleman and they both have each other in a nut grab. They both literally have each other in a testicle lock. And that's the first 20 minutes of this epic fight scene. And people are just yelling as they both are in like grabs with each other's testicles. Security guards come and try to break it up and they're like, all right, both of you let go. And neither one will let go until the other one does. It's just a stare down to who's going to release the other one's dick first. Beautiful five minutes. First five minutes is the best Greatest fight scene ever. So then the kid that is fighting Paul Walker loses this nut grabbing contest. And he's like, you haven't seen the last of me or my dick. And he's like driving off. And, you know, Paul Walker is talking to, what, Denise Richards, right? Yeah. Talking to Denise Richards. They're in love and all this good stuff. And, uh... All of a sudden, this kid comes back and knocks him out and throws him into his trunk. And he's like, we're going on a ride. And I'm like, damn, things went from six to midnight fast. 
So what happens on this ride, dude? So I don't know what the fuck happens. Like they somehow have <laughs> access to a zoo. Yeah, they just drive it's not a zoo. Nor- it's not a normal zoo either. It's a like, zoo where shit's just everywhere. There's no cages. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a wildlife sanctuary or what the fuck it is, but they just drive into the zoo and just drop Paul Walker off into a lion cage somehow. Somehow they get into a lion cage with all their cars, and they're like, we're going to let you go because I'm a nice guy. And he's like, I'll see ya. And he doesn't tell them about the lions, so they're wa- he's walking... And by the way, this cat reser- this cat like reservation reserve or what makes no sense because there's just lions and panthers and all sorts of cats that would never hang out together in here. So Paul's walking and he sees a fucking lion. He starts running and climbing a che- tree. There's a jaguar in the tree, so he has to run down from the tree. And all of a sudden, a lion just starts mauling the shit out of him. And conveniently, somehow the cops get tipped off that the lion's mauling the shit out of this kid, even though nobody knows about it. And they take down the lion, and uh, we cut to this guy that's working on this project. So what can you tell me about this guy from what you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's, like, this weird, evil scientist guy. And his assistant, who I'm pretty sure, not to interrupt, I'm pretty sure has been in a porn of sorts. I can't prove it. I need to do more research. No, no, I looked her up. She's, like, some famous voice actor in video games and cartoons and shit. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know her name, but... That's fine. I I guess they're, like, a couple, or they're married or something, but... They're trying to run some kind of experiments about putting a human brain inside of a dinosaur? Yeah, a robotic dinosaur. It makes no sense. They do all these tests on the dinosaur to make sure it's responsive, but I'm like, it's a robotic dinosaur, so I hope it would be. And uh, they basically find out that Paul Walker's character is in a coma. He has no spine damage or anything from this. being mauled by a lion for 20 minutes. He's fine. Yeah, he's not even cut up. Yeah, he's not even cut up. He's just in a coma. And uh, they go there and they do some tomfoolery to make it seem like he's dying. They like, I think they like pull the plug on his thing and his loved ones are like, oh my God, he's dead. And they take the body back to the lab and they remove his brain with what I think was a shitty saw. One of those saws you use in wood shop. <laughs> yeah. Those shitty little skinny saws that you would use to make a birdhouse to cut his brain open. And put his brain in this robot dinosaur's body. So he obviously wakes up as a dinosaur, a robotic dinosaur. Goes bananas, and instead of eating people like a dinosaur does, he just steps on them half of the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like the worst early 90s animatronics ever. Oh, so bad. Like, they, they change from the view of, like, this giant monster dinosaur... To, like, what looks like a inflatable, like, front yard decoration one that someone is just kind of inside of controlling to walk around. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so bad. And uh, when, he, when you see the victims that have been smushed, there are no gory, great graphics. They just look deflated yeah, and flat it, on the it, ground. It's like a cartoon, like the Roger Rabbit, uh, when he runs over Christopher Lloyd's character at the very end and he just flattens him like a pancake. It's that kind of cartoony fucking... Flattening. He runs into the bullies eventually. They're hiding under the car. Instead of him using his T-Rex strength to just flip the car over and eat them, he jumps on top of the car until the car's flat. It's just he, the dumbest thing. They, they're having like some huge kegger or something party with all the kids from the high school. And so he shows up and just runs roughshaw on all of them. Yep. Pretty much. Except for, like, a handful of people he was friends with. He recognized his one uh, best friend, so he spared him and, like, dusted him off and picked him up. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about that. This T-Rex, he recognized his friend, 
picks him up by the mouth and then uses his little T-Rex arms to dust off his shoulders. I need the stuff with the T-Rex arms. was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, this movie is just pure hype. What happens is towards the end, he's trying to find a new body, but he doesn't find one yet. And the scientists have him because he shows up and like Denise Richards realizes that it's it's Paul Walker. Oh, that's and so right. Like, oh, I still love you. And so they had to play the, the charade, a friend. twenty minute thing of charades, T Rex charades with his little hands <laughs> yeah, for him to figure out. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. My brain. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Denise Richards and the gay best friend who he just dusted off, they kidnap him or they throw him inside of a truck and they try to like find a replacement body for him by going into a morgue and just picking out random bodies. The fact that when they came, they eventually come across this girl body and he actually thought about it. And I'm like, the fact that he contemplated about this says a lot for Paul Walker's character. I thought it was going to end up that he was going to switch it to this girl's body. It was going to be some weird lesbian scene, but that that's not what happened. So what happens after they're trying to show these bodies to him, he gets kidnapped, right? Yeah, the, the scientist guy, they, they somehow tracked him down and found him. Because he's just sitting in the bed of this truck that they have in front of the window while they showcase each body. And somehow those two found him and they just steal the truck with him in it. Eventually, things happen and they end up at this barn. And he's cornered by the bad guy at this barn. And the cops are there. The gay kid's cop. Is the dad right? Is the dad yeah, the, chief the chief of police? Of yeah. And he's like, Dad, listen, there's a human in this robot brain dinosaur body. And he's like, Please don't kill him. And he's like, the, So the scientist comes up and he's like, No, I need to trank him. And he's like, Well, if it's a robot, why do you need to trank him? And he's like, Oh, it's a new study or something crazy. So he goes in there and somehow the T Rex disarms him from the giant tranquilizer <laughs> gun. And the woman ends up running away. But they gun down the T Rex in pure violence. And the T-Rex ends up dying right on the spot. Which, if he's a robot, cyborg, dinosaur, bullets, how does really, bullets like, affect him I, at all? I don't know. He's like Ultron. There, He's end up lying there and you get a cutscene and you're like, oh great, well he's dead. Well, you're in Denise Richards' room and apparently he's a brain in a jar hooked up to a camera that gets to watch Denise Richards strip all the time until they find him an appropriate body. And there's this weird sex scene where she's just dancing around or stripping and he basically short circuits a little bit from like jizzing his pants even though he has no pants it's a brain in the jar overall i'd say it's the movie's great just to watch denise richard strip for a little bit i guess and then that's that's it but if you like t-rexes and uh, shitty movie plots this is the one for this you is the then. one for you i listen we we don't do this <laughs> yet at giraffes have black tongues but I'm going to give it a coveted 7 out of 10 in how awful this movie is. Oh, oh based on horrible. Horrible, okay, yeah. Okay. We're going to have two categories that draft for the Black Tongues. You're either great or horrible. And for the horrible awards, we're going to give this a 7 out of 10. Not the worst thing I've seen, but not the best thing I've seen. I'll go 8.5 out of 10. Damn. This thing was so bad. Damn, you heard it I first. wanted I wanted to turn it off and just stop like 8 different times during this thing. Damn, you heard it first. Dave's given a covenant 8 out of 10. It might make the best movie of all time, even though it's the first movie we've ever made. <laughs> so, I'm setting the bar really fucking high. Let's get a little bit into video games here, because there's a lot of things coming out next year that I'm very excited about. Once again, sorry I sound like I'm eating a radish. 
Uh, That's the voice sound. What's what's with the radishes? I don't know. You just sound. You ever <laughs> been a radish in eighty? You sound weird after. It's not fun. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a lot of things coming out, and Dave wanted to talk about a game he's been playing that I've never even heard of, actually. So enlighten us. What is this game you've been playing? All right, so I've been playing this game called Dead by Daylight. I think it came out like early September-ish, end of August maybe. So basically, it's a four-on-one game that you have to play online with other people. If you're on the team of four, you're you're one of the survivors. That's what they're called. Basically, it's it's a bunch of different kids or people with different. Every single character in the game has a different perk, an attribute, and like skill power that you can uh, build up as you go and level up with them. So if you're one of the four survivors, each map has seven different generators that have to be repaired. You have to repair at least five of the seven. Before you can get to the gates, there's two gates in each map as well. Now, does it remind you of Left 4 Dead? Have you ever played Left 4 Dead? I've played Left 4 Dead. Um, what's, it, what's it like a little? Is there anything you can compare it to? Yeah, I, I mean, it's not really like Dead Island. That's the first thing that popped in my mind, but not really. Because this is more of a cooperative, like, four-on-one, it's just single maps. Hmm. Like, you beat the map, and then that's the end of the game. You, you go to a new lobby, find new people to play with. The Friday the 13th game that just came out, that's probably the closest comparison really? if, if you're playing as the killer. Okay. Uh, I, I haven't played that one yet, so I don't know if you get to play as survivors as well. Yeah, yeah, you get to do both. Uh, actually, maybe we can talk to our guest a little bit about it when he shows up because he actually has that game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, he has yeah. it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's interesting. Before we get into anything else, we'll we'll nag him a little bit about it. But yeah, so you you like it though. It's a lot of fun. Oh, it's it's so addictive. So you have to play it with the volume turned on cuz everything it, all the clues in the game are based off of the volume. Like if you're the survivor, you can hear the heartbeat of the killer if they get near you and it'll intensify the closer they get to you. And there's all these little like quick actions when you're doing the repairs and like opening the generator or opening the gates that uh, you have to be prompted for with the sound. And as the killer, you have to listen for these crows, because anytime there's a survivor who's just standing still in a spot, the crows will start calling and letting you know that they're right here. So you have to play with the volume on. So the first like handful of times I played it, I'll never play with the volume on for any game. I just play my music that's in the how, background. That's how I usually I'm all listen to something or play some music. <laughs> so the first like dozen times I played this thing, I was just getting destroyed every time, not knowing why the hell I was so bad at it. And then I finally started reading the loading screens, which tell you specifically, like, hey, listen for these sounds. This is how you play the game. I'm like, oh, okay. So I finally started playing with the volume on. made it so much better. Like, it's really addictive, too. A lot of fun. You get to play as different killers if you go with the solo team. As the killer, your job is to stop them, the survivors, from uh, beating those generators and escaping the map. So you have to capture them. You, you Every character has like a, a knife or a weapon or something that you slice them with, and that'll injure them once they're injured. You can pick them up, and there's these hooks called uh, entities that you have to hook them on, and then they'll, they get three chances to kind of wiggle free if they can. If not, their teammates can run up and free them. But uh, you, you kind of just want to sit there and babysit them and just get off easy extra kills whenever they try to save their teammates. Um, each character has like a different uh, skill set, the good guys and the bad guys. Like there, there's some DLC packs with uh, Halloweens. There's a Michael Myers and a Laurie Strode characters you can play as. Now, does each killer have different abilities? Yeah, yeah. Like the one I've been playing the most as is the guy called the Trapper. Uh, his, his special ability is he gets bear traps. 
So there's That's all these. Fucking sweet. There, there's like these windows and these little like pallets and little things that you can just, if you're a survivor, you just kind of like uh, quickly vault over or jump out of, because the killers are super slow. They're they're on that like Michael Myers in the Halloween movies type speed where like he doesn't give a fuck. He has nothing to do. He's just gonna take his sweet time to kill you. So you can like plant your bear traps outside of the windows. That's that's for the easiest like captures, or you plant them by like the generators or by the hooks if you have someone captured on one, and you just kind of hope that you can pick off like the other survivors quick and easy like that. Mm. Um, there's another character called the Huntress who is on this free DLC pack that came with the game. She throws hatchets at you, which that one's kind of fun. I just played as her for the first time yesterday. That's there's another one called the Doctor, who, who he's like from a mental asylum. He can kind of shock people, and he just terrifies them into fear. Like, he paralyzes them like with fear. Like Scarecrow type deal? Sort of, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and so then with those DLC packs, the, the best part about the DLC packs is there it's Halloween, so you got Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. There's Nightmare on Elm Street, so you got Freddy Krueger and some made-up character from the movies mm -hmm. and then there's texas chainsaw massacre so you get leatherface but there's no survivor from that pack but uh anytime you play against michael myers or freddy krueger they play the music from those movies like you get the one two freddy's coming for you in the background oh that's you get that that halloween like I just want that to be the new intro. You doing that during <laughs> that was during horror that was movies so bad too. Yeah, that's forever recorded. So there we go. I'm gonna make a horror movie one day or a horror video game and just have that in the background. That's 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 golden. I would probably have to say Freddy Krueger is probably the most like unbeatable character, at least as far as I've uh, encountered. I haven't played as him yet, but I've played against him a handful of times online. Okay. So his power is he takes you to the dream world, which is where he's invincible and can murder you at will. Everyone gets, every character, every villain gets an aura that they can see, which basically you can see any of the hooks on the map or the generators that haven't been turned on so yet. So it's kind of like the the uh, the game uh, that we are just talking about that my friend has, that our special guest has. Because he, he also has an aura, a Halloween, yeah. Or Friday, Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. He also has like an aura where you can see certain things on the map and stuff. It's weird. I didn't get a chance to play a lot of it, but I played a decent amount and it was fun. So it sounds like it's like the same thing except for more variety, like if they did a mass update. Probably. Like, uh, that's, that's Freddy's whole power is, is once he takes you to the dream world, then if he's within, I think it's like X amount of meters of you, you can then see your aura, and so you can't hide from him at all either. And when you're in the dream state, you're super slow too. So even if you're trying to like repair a generator, it's toned down a whole lot. Scary Terry quote: "You can run, but you can't hide, bitch." <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all it is. Uh huh. I, <laughs> I wish I played it with the headset. I would just yell at everyone nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that are. Uh... Going on in the video game world, we're getting a, a new Soul Calibur. I'm very excited about that. For those of you that have not played Soul Calibur, think of it as Tekken with swords. Um, it is a ton of fun. Um, it's a little more fast-paced than Tekken is, though, and it has it has like a weird arcade feel. Like it feels like you're playing Street Fighter, but you have like swords and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of different characters. Yoshimitsu's actually a character. He fits in the storyline because apparently they claim Yoshimitsu's been around forever. I mean, he's made it. He's like a 
squid in the new Tekken. He was made of wood in the old in Soul Calibur. His robotic body's just been around for like a long time. Soul Calibur is the one where when you're playing against someone, you can ring them out. Like you yeah, kick them you off can the kick them off the map. For the kick easiest, off the ring like, dirtiest for wins. Dirtiest wins, yeah. <laughs> it, it puts people, it gives people pressure to be more aggressive while blocking. Because uh, if you don't, you can literally just get booted off the map. Not all maps are like that, but a lot are. My favorite character is uh, this guy named Voldo, who has like a bunch of swords and he's like completely random. I'm really good with him. I like Cervantes, who's like this ghost captain, but he does a lot of aerial combos and he's really sick if you know what you're doing with him. And I like Nightmare because Nightmare is the poster child for Soul Calibur. And I just, I think he's sweet looking. He's just this big asshole with a sword. But uh, they're coming out a bunch of new characters. Now, I remember a long time ago, Soul Calibur was insanely popular because they had really good character DLCs. Like, I remember you can get it from one of the second gen consoles back in the day. And you, if you got a GameCube, Link was a character you could unlock. If you oh. got an Xbox, Spawn was a character. Shit. And if you got a uh, PlayStation, you got Heiachi from Tekken. Great thing about Soul Calibur is they have a character mode that is unlike any other. When you play character mode, you unlock weapons to become better. So the coolest part about when I used to play Soul Calibur is I would use Heiachi, and he would give di different gauntlets, and you can get the ultimate weapon. His ultimate weapon was his bare hands. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's just sick and stupid. When the Xbox 360 came out, they had Star Wars ones. So if you had a PlayStation, you can get Darth Vader. If you had uh, Xbox, you get Yoda. And they oh. were a lot of fun. Yoda's low hit, but he's like three feet tall, the hitbox yeah, yeah. on him. People get so pissed. They're just really creative about their characters they come out with. And I, that's why I love Soul Calibur so much. Their creator character's really good, too. Their weapon system's really good. It's like having a, an RPG and a fighter at your fingertips. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and for those of you that never tried it, I hope you get a chance to. The date, the release date, when I saw wasn't out yet, so I can't give you a release date, but it is coming. Um, another GBA. thing that's... Yeah, to, to be announced. Another thing that's coming out is uh, Final Fantasy Isidia, one of my personal favorites. And this is a Final Fantasy fighting game where you can be either one of the heroes from 1 through 15 or one of the villains. They change the main characters in each game? No, no, no. You can be one of those main characters from 1 through 15 or one of the villains. The main, oh, okay. vil the main okay. villains. Like, for example, in 10 you can be Titus. Or if you choose the villain side, you can be Jet. I love Jet. He's the fucking man. Now they're announcing three versus threes, which is super hype. Because, you know, now you can play with three versus three online. And I don't know how it's going to play out. Because in the old Dissidia, when you played people online, or when you played against somebody, your character leveled up over time and he got stronger. In a competitive, like, fighting scene, I don't know if that's going to be awesome or not. I think it'd be sick to, to, like, the more effort you put in, you get stats. and I think it's, like, a cool way to do, like, a little, like, Battlegrounds RPG thing while adding an arena fighter to it. So I hope that's how they do it. It looks like that's how they're going to do it. But, like I said, this is another one that's to be announced. How, how many of the boy band guys are in it from that most recent one? The main one, Noctis. Okay. From the boys' that's club. The only, that's the only one I've ever played, so I'll just be him. Speaking of which, he's coming out for Tekken soon, so I can't <laughs> Shit, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> going to be fucking gross. Wow. 
you know, I've already expressed my love to like crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got his fishing rod. He's ready. Awesome. He's ready. God, that's the best. You know what? So, Final Fantasy XV has came out with a ton of updates. They have a ton of episodes. They have online multiplayer now for fifteen, which is great. I want to play How does that? How does that go? You get to be one of the four guys? and You're your own separate guy doing online missions with your friends. Oh, wow. Yeah, so if you ever get a copy of 15, we can do that. That'd be awesome. And uh, so basically, with all these updates, it finally feels like a completed game. Because when I played, it was a good game. But there was so much you could, there was so much more you felt like you wanted out of the game. This game easily has like 100 plus hours of stuff to do now. It just sucks that it took so long for it to happen because now people are not appreciating it. See, maybe that's because you're like are, are so used to the franchise and that when I played it, like it, it seemed like a, a like a way way full, compact, complete game, just because there's so much open world bullshit like going fishing and cooking new recipes every day. I love see I love that stuff, but people complained and they were and their basic complaint was it was only forty hours and I'm like. You people are high. I was like, that's plenty. But now there's so much to do. It's like tons and tons of things you can Man. do in the game. Yeah. There's also, they've also been doing a lot of uh, crossover referencing for Assassin's Creed Origins. Because in the new Assassin's Creed Origins, there's a secret level you can go do. And if you do the secret level, you set free the boss of 15, putting the events in motion... You don't fight him. This you is, see, this, this is, is in the origins. origins. Yeah, you wow. You set him free, and you get the Ultima Blade and Shield. But you don't, you don't fight him because you're overwhelmed by how strong he is. So and he walks out of this Egyptian temple and leaves. Is Final Fantasy made by Ubisoft too? Then I don't know. They might have a hand together. They might be working on something together soon. Mm. They're dropping some hints that. Because you got to remember in 15, the main character or the main villain, the Chancellor, he's been around for a long time, he claims. He's been alive for like thousands of years, so he could be old as shit, according to that. Yeah. And just have been binding his time waiting to strike. You know what I mean? So that that's basically the claim. Wow. But yeah, so, you know, I'm really excited for Dissidia going back onto that note. I didn't mean to go on a 15 uh, rant there. A couple other cool things that are coming out is we're getting an animated Spider-Man movie. What what do you know about this? You know you're a comic guy a little bit here. What can you tell me about this animated Spidey movie? I watched the trailer. Now it's, Bla- it's we're Miles. Getting Miles, we're getting Black Spidey. I don't know how you people feel about Black Spidey. I'm fine with it. I don't know too much about Miles. I mean, what do you know, what do you know about Miles, honestly? So he's an alternate universe version of Spider-Man who somehow gets uh, trapped in the 616 world, which is the main Marvel universe. It's, it's our Earth, supposedly. And other Spider-Man's still around, right? They're both existing. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've interacted, he and Parker. He's from a world where Parker is dead, and then you a Spider-Man, so I think he took up the mantle. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't read any of his backstory, really. I've just seen him in, uh... See, I don't know too much in, about like, this Marvel stuff, making appearances, because they sort of, like, dated for a while. Okay. But yeah, that's so that's going to be cool. I uh, don't know, like, I know all of the different Spider-Mans of the universe always have different abilities. I don't know if he's stronger than the Spider-Man or what. I mean, we'll find out. We also have uh, an animated Batman movie coming out. I, I saw that one. The, the Japanese one? Yeah, Shit. that's going to be sick. I don't remember the title, and it's going to drive me insane. Uh, but basically, it's Batman... 
and he is in feudal Japan and he's dealing with the Joker and it's supposed to be 100% anime style and it looks so fucking good. I cannot wait for that to come out. We need to get more details on that. So for the next episode, I will at least have a title for you. All I got to see was bits and pieces of the trailer. So that'll be our goal for the next episode is to get more info about it and see if it's when the release date is. Um, but other than that, what uh, comics have you been reading? Walking Dead, Volume 14, just recently came out. Read nice. that one. Nice. Uh, basically what's going on in that is, so at the very end of 13, Negan killed Alpha, who's the leader of the Whispers which is a group of people who disguise themselves in dead flesh so they can live within the <coughs> hordes of all the walkers and go along unmessed with by the walkers. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, you find out in The Walking Dead that if you disguise yourself or have zombies around you with their jaws cut off so they can't bite you, that you can walk around amongst the zombies and they can't tell you're there. It's kind of like rolling around in their own scent. Yeah, you gotta get that scent on you. Yeah. So if you smell like them, apparently they can't identify you from a normal person. But yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. So at the very end of it, Negan snuck into their group and he convinced Alpha that he wanted to kill Rick Grimes just as much as she did. She lets him in and he cuts her fucking head off and then runs back to Rick and his camp in Alexandria. All Volume 14 was, all it is is just retribution for that. Like, they get the most insane horde they've ever had in, like, any zombie movie, comic book, or, like, TV show ever. Like, this thing is ridiculous. It's basically, like, three cities worth of people, but they're all fucking walkers. No shit. With, with, like, whispers who have knives and stuff on them blended in. So that way, when the people from Alexandria and, like, the hilltop and the saviors are all trying to, like, pick them off, they don't know who's a walker and who's an actual human, so they have to watch out because they'll just randomly get, like, sliced and fucking die. Just, uh, random whispers in there. That's pretty awesome. So, so basically what's going on is, um, they, they, they swarm on the hilltop because Alpha's daughter is living in the hilltop now from the previous, uh, issue. She, she and Carl are friends. So they originally go in there to try and get her back. Uh, Beta is now kind of acting as the leader. He says no one will ever replace Alpha as the leader. They, they don't believe in names. It's Alpha, Beta, everything like that. So Beta takes over. He's like this giant monster of a man who, who's just a brick house. He's sort of like the Undertaker from wrestling. Like He gets knocked down like a handful of times, but he just gets right back up and just immediately kills you. Oh, like he, There's no stopping this guy. Like, he's not super-powered or anything. They don't do that in this uh, book, but mm. he's basically super-powered. So they go to the hilltop and burn it to the fucking ground, so all the hilltop survivors just kind of have to run off into the woods and try to, like, save themselves. And then after that, the horde goes towards Alexandria, and it takes down Alexandria. All throughout this issue, Negan and Rick are, like, stuck together in a house. Negan is trying to, like, butter up Rick, and he keeps explaining how they're, like... They should be best friends because they're basically the exact same guy. Because, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with, like, the book story as opposed to the show. I mean, you were probably ruining some things for me, but I I keep up with the show decently. I follow Netflix, so I'm always a season behind, sadly. Okay, so... It's okay. I'm not worried about it. Eventually, Negan gets into the community somehow. I won't oh. go into those details. Okay. So, he and Rick are, like, stuck together, and uh, he... he keeps trying to convince Rick that they should be best friends. 
Rebecca's like, I'm never going to forgive you for everything you've done. Fuck you. But they get stuck together. Rick, at this point, has one arm. He's walking with a cane because his leg is all messed up. So he's easy pickings for, like, walkers. And Negan keeps going back and saving him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody, really. But uh, Negan has to keep going back and he keeps saving him, just trying to, like, prove how, like, changed he is and how he just wants to be loyal to Alexandria at this point now. So eventually, like, um, the saviors show up after all. So Eugene figured out a way where they can round up walkers and kind of just drift them off towards, uh, there's an ocean cliff or a, a giant warrior or something. There's some kind of giant body of water. So he and uh, Jesus, uh, Andrea, and a handful of the other, like, skilled people, Dwight, I think, is a part of it, too. They, they go back on horseback riding, and they start breaking up the, the horde as best they can, steering them towards the water. During that, Andrea gets bit trying to save Eugene, because Eugene is clearly the most important person in this book. Because he's the guy who invented, like, he taught them all how to make bullets. He's also, like, the only guy who knows how to, like, invent anything or, like, salvage anything electronical. Like, he, he's found a radio that he's been talking to this other group who, who we don't yet know, but uh, apparently they've been hinted at a little bit on the show already, so... Okay. They're from Ohio, though. Shout out Ohio. <laughs> Shout out Ohio. Yeah, so that's going to be exciting when that happens. We get zombie shit. Yeah. Yeah, at the very end of it, Andrea dies in bed. Um, they, they divert all the walkers, get them all out of there. Yeah, they finally killed her off. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. For those of you that, uh, don't follow The Walking Dead, we can, uh, you know, maybe one day DC can give you an in-depth analysis of whether, you know, why you should watch The Walking Dead. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. They did a lot of bit, a lot of bit of, like, writing change during the TV show, but the comics are great. So... If that's something you're into, give it a shot, shot, try, and a little bit of update for people who are current to the comics, so, you know, are very on DC here. What else do you got under your belt for comics? Is that the only one you've been reading? So the other two things, it's X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue, which after the new Marvel relaunch again. Alright, so as you know, because this is X-Men and because we have DC, our fucking golden wall of comic knowledge, please break down to us everything you know about X-Men Blue and Gold. Okay, so there's only two collected issues deep for both. Okay. Because the, the, the new relaunch just recently happened. So, X-Men Blue, it's the original five who are misplaced in the current times. Cyclops, Iceman, Angel, Beast, and uh, Gene. Fucking love Iceman. Good. Yeah, and they're being mentored by Magneto. And no one's supposed... Everyone in the world is supposed to think Magneto is dead. What happened to Charles? Charlie X has been dead for a while. Um, okay. In Avengers vs. X-Men, Cyclops, when he was overtaken by the Phoenix Force, killed him. Oh. So, so he made another appearance since then up in heaven with Nightcrawler, when Nightcrawler sacrificed his place in heaven to go back to Earth and stop Azrael, his father, from taking over the Earth. But that was the last time I, that I remember seeing Charles in anything. Okay. So he's been dead for some time. Yeah. Okay. So, so Magneto is taking them under his wing and he's mentoring them. They're no longer based in New York. They're now based in Madripoor, which back during the Colin Bunn solo Magneto series, mm -hmm. it was like this weird island, I guess somewhere in like kind of Asia, where they were growing mutant growth hormone, basically. It's like HGH, but for mutants. It'll give you temporary like powers or temporary car boosts. 
Uh, so Magneto got pissed off about that, took it over, and he now owns it and runs his base of operations. Of there. course he does. Yeah, because he's Magneto. He's Magneto. He does, what, he does whatever he wants all the time. Yeah. So Gene is the team leader on this one. And they also have, because of course, you can't have a Marvel book without a fucking Wolverine there. So they have Jimmy Hudson, displaced... I'm sorry, who? Jimmy Hudson, of course. Displaced son of Wolverine from another fucking universe. I love writers. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck off with the Wolverines. Seriously. Just let, let Logan die. Let him die, god damn it. Yeah. Cause, cause Move on. That's on the blue team. Gold team, of course, has Old Man Logan. The fucking other displaced Wolverine from the future present timeline or whatever the fuck. Now, let me ask you this because our writers are so good here. Um, how does old man Logan feel about his displaced son? I don't think they've met because they're not teams together. They're, they're, oh, okay. They're, one is at like the Jean Grey school in New York and the other ones are in Madripoor working for Magneto. I cannot wait. This sounds like it's going to be a movie one day and it's going to be awful. But, <laughs> keep, keep, going. keep going. I mean, the Wolverine movie had like his displaced fucking seed from the other But features. you know what? That Logan movie wasn't terrible. It was no, decent. It was right. That was the best I think they've done so far. So maybe yeah. so keep going so we have this going on okay so so in x-men blue all right yeah and then they're also working with uh polaris magneto's second daughter and um they, they have to go into basically what utopia used to be was it was the x-men's base of operations mm -hmm. back when cyclops led the x-men it was like a uh, sanctuary for all mutants they were all welcome there it's right off of san francisco now what Utopia is in this new version, it's a uh, evil headquarters, kind of. It's being led by Mrs. Sinister, who, not Nathaniel Essex, it's a Mrs. There's a Sinister. Mrs. Sinister. Yeah, Mrs. Sinister. Listen, I, you know, not to interrupt you again, I love Mr. Sinister, so I'm assuming Mrs. Sinister's just as badass, because Cyclops is the only person that can hurt the Sinisters for some reason, and it... Gives me a hard dick because there's no other mutant that can hurt her. He just regenerates. Like, shit, they haven't really done anything with her except for just showing her, like, in the background, like, planting seeds of evil. Okay. But whenever, like, her come up and come, it's going to be awesome. I oh, it's going to be she's great. Badass. So hard to kill. He's one of the few people in the Marvel Universe <laughs> that I wish had more villainy because he's just so overpowered. Like, when you talk about villains in the Marvel Universe, nobody ever talks about Mr. Sinister. Because nobody knows shit about them. They don't know anything from the 90s cartoons or anything, you know what I mean? Like, the only thing you know is uh, he can never die, because he's always got a yep. thousand different, like, replicas of himself to just he, take over. He's Doctor Doom times a thousand. There's always a Sinister... When you defeat Mr. Sinister, just like Doctor Doom rules, you don't defeat Doctor Doom, you defeat a Doombot. It's the same concept. You don't defeat Mr. Sinister, you defeated a Sinister clone, and the real Mr. Sinister sitting there watching you beat him. Yep. And that's Mr. Sinister. That's why nobody ever brings him up. But, okay, go ahead. So let's talk about the Mrs. and her uh, plans. Right, so, so, she's apparently from the same timeline as Jimmy Hudson Wolverine, Okay, I guess, because they have a history or something. But it's her working with Bastion. Emma Frost, for some reason, is now a villain again. And she's with this team. She's so flip-floppy. And then, somehow, Sebastian Shaw, original, or not original, but the current Times Beast, and Havoc, Cyclops' brother, they're, they're all on this bad guy team for some reason. Really? I have no idea what Beast is doing there. Havoc as a villain is going to be sweet. Havoc is like this weird half-cyborg version of Havoc now. I don't know what happened to him. I know in Uncanny X-Men or Uncanny Avengers, 
he was like the leader of that Avengers X-Men mix-up. And I, I know he got like seared and got burned like half to death. And I don't know why that somehow now makes him half cyborg robot. But he's got like a half so metal face. So we got Anakin Skywalker rules going on? A little bit of lava and he's I, all robot I now? guess. Okay, that's fine. Like his eye looks like the fucking Terminator for some reason now. Awesome. It's weird. That's fine with me. But they're, they're the bad guys of the story. So they're, they've got these uh, mutants who now have secondary mutations, which are kind of like the HGA, the mutant growth hormone thing. Only it's like uh, permanent, I guess. Okay. And their team is based... Oh, wait. Sorry. And they also have Zorn on their team. Zorn is like the most powerful psychic in all of Marvel. Really? Like it's been shown a couple times that he's more powerful than like Jean Grey ever was. More powerful than ex- Professor X. Like Zorn is, he's a pacifist, but he's also, if he wanted to be the most brutal killer of all time. But somehow he's being mind controlled by uh, Bastion and Miss Sinister. So he's stuck on that team. Oh, I see. Like he, he, he temporarily breaks free of uh, Emma Frost's mental hold on him for a couple of minutes. And he's like, I don't want to be here. I, I don't want to do this. And for those of you that don't know, Emma Frost has the ability to make you want to do things you don't want to do. She she's all about mental manipulation, that mixed with whatever powers the Sinisters have, because I believe Mister Sinister also has the ability to make people become his followers. So I'm assuming Miss Miss Sinister has the same thing. It's probably a hard mind lock on him. It's probably a very powerful mind lock, just to give you guys some information. So they control a team that's based of Toad, Firestar, Mongo, who is basically tree version of Hulk. Like, he's not a group type of tree character. He looks like he's the Hulk, but just brown. Oh, awesome. But, but he's got kind of like a, the tree powers, like that one guy from Alpha Flight. I mean, I'm already turned on by just Toad being there. He's my, he's my dude. And then, uh, let's see, you also got Wolvesbane and Morrow. So I don't know how they came up with this team of, like, half heroes, half villains, and just threw them all together. I guess they were just characters they weren't using for anything, so they just put them on some pages. Pretty strong reason. list, though. I mean... Firestar is really strong. Uh, Wolfsbane can be pretty gross. I mean, yeah, they got they got the work cut out for them. Wolfsbane is, Wolfsbane's new power is she can also manipulate or multiply herself, sort of like multiple man. So she can create like ten different little wolves right there to just like swarm up on you and pounce on you. That's sweet. Yeah. That's so sweet. So that's kind of impressive there. So do they, they they they're battling them because uh, Emma Frost captures the young Cyclops. And she's trying to mentally make him into the old Cyclops that had just died from the Inhumans' Terrigen Mist. Okay. She wants she wants her Cyclops back. And now for you guys that don't know about the Terrigen Mist, we, in the first, uh, I believe in the first or second episode, we talked about the Terrigen Mist just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we can go back and give you a recap. Uh, maybe next episode we'll talk about that a little bit more. For those of you that are curious, that'll be our first thing we do Next episodes, we'll talk about the death of X, and you can learn more about the Terrigimus that way. So she's just trying to get Cyclops, she's trying to mentally control him to be her, her favorite love of Cyclops again, even though he's like a fucking 15-year-old kid right now. And uh, Jean Grey, because their mental connection was always that much stronger than the one she had with Emma Frost, is able to break it, so they free Cyclops, they get away from those guys, and then they go back to the place, the mansion... And when they're there, it turns out that uh, the Goblin Queen, who is Madeline Pryor, but for some reason she's now a demon. Wow. 
I remember I read one thing where like she kind of like became a part demon, but I didn't know this was like a full time thing now. But she's now called the Goblin Queen, and she has her team of hexmen, who are just possessed, misplaced hexmen who have all been trapped in hell. But she's got a version of Colossus who traveled to Limbo to try to save his sister Magic, but when he got there, he found out she had already died. So he's just been wandering around through Limbo for eternity, Fucking like awesome. getting possessed and like getting more and more corrupted and shit. As a version of Pixie, who's one of my all-time favorite like newer mutants. Mm-hmm. She somehow got trapped in there, and she's just been there for so long that she, again, also gets possessed and corrupted, and she turns evil. And there's also Bloodstorm, which is a vampire version of Storm. In this alternate version, alternate reality, Hmm. instead of picking the pocket of the Shadow King, Storm picks the pocket of Dracula, and he bites her and turns her into a vampire, so she's cursed with (laughs) ever-living life. Okay. And for some reason, that changes her codename to Bloodstorm now. To really hammer home that vampire point. So she's a part of that team too. And then every version I've ever seen of the Goblin Queen. She always has a Nightcrawler with her. That she transforms somehow magically into like a weird sort of dragon like vehicle beast. Oh. Yeah. So he's there of course. So they fight them. At the very end of it. They win because Bloodstorm has a change of heart. And she decides that the promises Madeline Pryor kept to her, made to her weren't worth it to like see this world die like all the other ones that they had taken over so she saves the x-men kids there's nothing scarier than storm but storm that is also a vampire so there you go yeah so it leave ends with like cyclops offering her a job with their team now does she accept that that's like the very last panel, the very last page uh, is like him, like you know, you could you're welcome here if you want. I know one thing: if I play Marvel vs. Capcom and I don't get Bloodstorm <laughs> for future Marvel vs. Capcom games, I'm throwing my games in the trash. Yeah, if this character so. like hits it off, that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's so be there that is. I'm saying that right now. Marvel vs. Capcom Four Bloodstorm best be a character. <laughs> All right, well, I think on that note, we're going to sit here and wait for our special guest to arrive. Does that sound good to you? Oh, yeah. All right. All right, everybody. So we're back after a little bit of a break here, and we have a guest on. His name is Christopher. Hey, what's up, Chris? Hey, what's up, guys? And why we have him on is because we're going to have a very special topic here at Jurassic Have Black Tongues. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about the WWE. We're going to talk about NXT. We're going to talk about wrestling as a whole but before we do i want to talk about the uh friday the 13th game a little bit here so you got, I got to play with it with you for a little bit what does it feel like for you the experience of it like it was all my things accurate when i was saying about how they have the radar bar when you're jason and you're moving around and stuff like what does the game feel like to you when you play it i don't know i played it a, i only played it a little bit my wife got it for me for like my birthday or something when I got it, it was like the server was down. That was like my big like, let's play, and then I couldn't play. So I kind of got like just turned off on it. I did play with you guys. I don't know. It's fun. You have different Jasons. Like each Jason's like model after a different movie. And I think they all have different like statistics or different yeah, perks they have or different something. perks, I think. Yeah, no, it was cool. Like you, I don't think I don't think there's a way you can pick. I think you just get randomly sorted between counselors and Jasons. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So oh, I don't know. So it's kind of all up in the air. Like when you, I think, I think, I mean, I could be completely wrong. But when I we played as Jason a couple of times, and it just it feels kind of like it was a GoFundMe game, and it feels kind of a little, a little sloppy. I think 
I don't play so many video games anymore. It do, for a GoFundMe game, but, it does feel sloppy. But yeah, it's 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 cool because you you're either Jason hunting people down and killing them, and you get like special powers. Like I think one of them, one of the perks, like you can teleport. It's kind of that where Jason's always like right around the corner. You know what I mean in the movies. So it's kind of stuff like that. The I think the counselors think your your goal is to either kill Jason or to escape, and you get like ranked based on how many counselors escaped or how many you kill or whatever so all right cool perfect well i was just curious if you had any more play time than the time we played before that's all i mean so there you have it it has a couple of issues and they've done updates right they have done updates i think so yeah yeah because so, the server i know the server issues have, have been fixed i know when i first started like there was like you could not get on i remember sitting there for like a half an hour one night and i just couldn't get a, yeah. couldn't get a game you know give it a try i know everybody gets weird about gofundme games but People are out there making games for us to try them. We might experience what you can because there are good ideas out there. Like, this is a genuinely good idea. I will say to the company's credit, I don't remember who, who made it, but to their credit, with, with the issues, they had issues like getting the physical copies out. So they, I think they gave everybody digital versions of it. And then once the, I just got a physical copy. So I actually got two copies of it. Oh, wow. So they, it was pretty cool. So that's it, was, awesome. it was pretty cool on their part. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing them or anything. It's yeah. Just, that's just how it is, you know, it's trial and error, especially a company that's trying to make a game that's never done it before. Just give it a chance and, you know, take your take a risk. Just give them a five spot. You know, you never know what game could be like the next success because you decide to throw money their way. So, let's talk about wrestling a little bit here. Now, I'm a grown man. I'm in my 30s. I watch wrestling. I love it. If there was somebody out there... And now, when I first started wrestling, mind you, I watched it because I used to watch it as a kid, and my girlfriend's obsessed with it. She made me love it again. And I used to think of it as man soap operas, and I used to be like, oh, this is cool, you know, this is entertaining. From a person that's never watched wrestling before, you love wrestling, you watch all the time, you understand things about wrestling, you know, the first thing that always comes out of their mouth is that wrestling's fake, and, you know, why is this entertaining? What is entertaining about wrestling to you? What's the appeal? Where does wrestling come in? And, you know, how is how where's the appeal for you? Right. Okay. So, like, I just wanted to start start off by saying, like, I'm just, I'm a fan. Like, that. Yeah, that's fine. No, it's like 100%. Like, that's all I am as a fan. Like, I have no background in wrestling or anything like that. Because I know you listen to some of these podcasts, people in the business, and, like, they get kind of been out of shape if you give an opinion and you've never been there so they, they, they like your opinion doesn't matter then yeah. you know what I mean so, so like, to be honest this is why this makes you such a great guest you know a lot of people that are in the business they do they are very aggressive about it they're like if you haven't been there you don't know I feel like if you're a fan and you're constantly keeping up to date you have knowledge whether or not you go to every single event is irrelevant and I think that's why this makes you such a great guest for us to start with your question is like why do I like wrestling it wrestling's a it's a it's a medium it's a way for to get entertainment out there it to me it's like asking me like why do you like books or why do you like movies like okay. wrestling is not just pigeonholed like there's so many different kinds of wrestling out there like everybody knows wwe but from what they put out but then there's like more like i guess quote-unquote realistic styles like new japan and ring of honor but then the, there's the other side of the spectrum you have like shikara for example which is it's a family-friendly like comic book type wrestling juggalo championship wrestling Dude, i love jcw <laughs> juggalo championship wrestling it, there's just different kinds of wrestling different ways they tell story they would tell stories or the kind of action or environment you're getting yourself into okay so i i 
grew up watching wrestling kind of like he was a kid my my dad was super into it and he, he was super into like well he was into wrestling period but i remember growing up during like the attitude era and we were like we were a wcw house so we were nwo like you know okay. scott hall kevin nash and hulk hogan and that whole thing good times yeah so like for me it's at the very basis it's it's like just that happiness you know what i mean like, okay. like it was always like a fun good time so that's what i always try to look at wrestling positive and it's always it's i don't know it's just a happy happy memory for me because like i because like my dad like he's yeah. not he's not around with us anymore like he's like my mom and them separated so i don't see him anymore but uh-huh. like when i do think about him the happiness like wrestling is one of those things that kind of Right, so it's yeah. just a good, it's just a wholesome memory for you. Yeah, kind of. That's what that start. It's how it started, but then like I became, I, I I just grew up watching it. It's always there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where like Monday night, like that's what I do. I like watch wrestling. Even like when I would, like there was a time period where I fell out in like the probably the mid to late two thousands, and but I would still just I keep an eye on it. Like and then I got back into it, and now it's. I, I like I would sometimes I like, turn it off like my internet's like getting slow and I'm just like tired because I, I don't have cable so like I stream it on the app if like my internet's being like jacked up or something I'll just be like oh well I guess I won't watch it and then I'll be like I'll just sit down and be like oh, well, wrestling's on you know <laughs> <laughs> this is what I could be doing right, right of course so okay well let me ask you this now I've learned this you know just from watching and learning from behind the scenes you know what was your first reaction when people say wrestling's faked and it's staged? Now, we know that to a degree, there is some staged elements. Like, they know the outcome and the they have writers. We know this. But what people don't understand is the bumps they take and the moves they do. They're very real and they take a lot of effort and, like, time to do. I mean, what is like? what are some of the things you could say about that to people? I hate when people say wrestling's fake. Because they say it, like, people watch wrestling don't know it's fake like every everything's fake you people just went and saw spent all kinds of money on star wars that's all fake you know what yeah. i mean okay people sit there and watch the walking dead and then they watch game of thrones that's all fake like it's a tv show like that first and foremost it's a tv show everybody knows that they're not actually out there trying to kill each other like your real, reality tv shows those are all fake too you know what i mean like my, my wife true, my wife's all about the true. all about the bachelor and i'll sit there and i'll be like well wrestling that's a wrestling trope or if this is wrestling they'd be booking it like this you know what i mean like it, it's yeah. all it, it's everything's fake like the whole reason they changed it to wwe yeah entertainment yeah, e, yeah Vince McMahon came out at the beginning of the attitude era and told everybody that it was fake i mean i'm pretty sure he did that to because they were being they were being uh judged well there was the whole there's the what's it called steroids there's a steroids the steroids yeah steroids okay. case and then like getting into buildings like Wild or uh, not wildlife? You said no. Um, the um, athletic commissions, like they would judge them, ba- like they would like impose their rules on them based on like being an actual shoot fight, and they're they're not. So he came out. He said like you're tired of we think you're tired of your your uh, intelligence insulted, and came out and said in court and everything that it's all scripted. And I mean, anybody who watches wrestling that isn't like eight years old or lives in some third world countries because like some well not well not that like i always always go back to like youtube youtube is terrible comments on everything yeah you know i mean it's like the worst stuff uh-huh. but like some of those some of some people who are from other countries that don't have like access to information like we do 
they talk like it, like it's a shoot. And but like other than those two things, like most anybody in the world knows that it's not it's not real you know so it, it's it's pure entertainment that's all it is it's it's live theater like south park hit it on the head have you ever seen that south yep, park episode yep, they, I, I remember that south park they've been McMahon. like let me see like what's it called like bylines or whatever how yeah. they develop their these these bylines or something and it's like it's live theater every monday and tuesday you can turn it on and they're they're live what you see in the ring is is what's is what's happening and whether it's scripted or not because like things go wrong you know what i mean like, oh yeah and that's and that's what people don't understand you're live. Bad things happen all mm-hmm. the time. I remember I went to an NXT show and I saw a woman straight get kicked in the neck and knocked unconscious. Yeah, that was that was Emma. Yeah, so things happen all the time, and it's and it's exciting watching these people practice these moves. I mean, I love I love Randy Orton. I you know I watch him do did that counter RKO back in the back we were watching WrestleMania like two years ago. Oh, the that, Seth Rollins. Oh, yep, the Seth. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That was so exciting for me because you don't see athleticism like that. I can't do that. You know, my fat ass isn't going to get up on anything and do stuff like that. And so what's the most entertaining aspect for you as a fan? Because you're a true fan. I'm like a fair weather fan. As a true fan of wrestling, what is like the most entertaining aspect, do you think? I just, I've I've always liked the, the characters, the flamboyance. Like they come down, everybody has... Everybody has like their entrance music, you know. Mm-hmm. I've always liked, like, I've always liked Ric Flair. I've always liked Mach- Macho Man was always great. It's like when I watch, I watch real sports, and like they always push the personalities of them. And like I always, I always think if if I was LeBron James, like when he left Cleveland, like if he he's not coming to like when the first game, he didn't come to the queue in a trench coat with a curly mustache kicking a baby, like. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that's you should have healed it up you should have been the bad guy they want you to be you know what i mean and like no, that's what, what, what do you I mean love. by healed it up for those that oh, don't understand well, I, mean, I think come on i think heels. marks <laughs> shut up marks yeah um no bad guys are called heels in wrestling and good guys are called baby faces okay so you're saying lebron james should have been the ultimate heel at yes, that point yes, and just yes, i agree sure. i agree that would have been beautiful you're on TV, you should be entertaining, and to me, that's entertaining. You know, okay. just... Let me ask you this. So, there are a lot of things that have been going on in wrestling, and there have been a lot of different storylines in wrestling in general over the years. What do you think your favorite storyline in wrestling is? If you want to really get somebody glued in, well, two-part question. If you want to get somebody into wrestling, what would you suggest they watch first? And if you had to pick a great storyline for them to view... To get into wrestling, what storyline would that be? Hmm. That's hard. It is. It, no, it is. It is. I couldn't answer Ralph that question. Still, Ralph asked the hard-hitting questions here. I think, for me, the the moment, because we can say story, there's, like, WCW had, I think, two, like, ultimate storylines that people always talk about. One is the formation of the NWO. Because that—that's what kicked off like the Attitude Era, which, which you know, Austin, Rock, DX, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the NW, like Scott Hall showed up on WCW, and then he's pretending he was part of WWF. I think it was WWF then. And then Kevin Nash showed up, and it's like, well, if these guys are showing up on live television, anything can happen. And then they're building to a six-man match, and they have a mystery partner. So nobody knows who their partner is. They start the match. It's two on three. 
all of a sudden, you know, I think Luger, Lex Luger, was taken to the back, and then I think it was Sting and Sting and Macho Man, and then here comes Hulk Hogan down to the ring, you know, and he's the good guy, you know, he's yeah. always the good guy. It's like Superman coming to the ring, you know, we're doing this, and then he comes in and he leg drops Macho Man and joins the NWO and turns bad in like the trash that people were throwing into the ring, like like, like people are literally losing their minds. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like God Himself came down and just like turned his back on everybody you know like oh it's, my it's god nuts. like it, it was nuts and then wcw they took that and then they built the nwo up and then they did a whole storyline i think it was like a year-long storyline with sting like sting was all colorful but you know because this is like what 97 yeah so they turned him into the crow sting and it's like 97, 98 like that time period you know we're starting to get edgy you know the attitude era and like Jinko jeans and like that, like rap metal, you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, like oh, you know, whole, I know what you mean. That whole thing, which I just I, I love, but so yeah, we're getting we're getting all edgy. Everything's edgy now. So Sting, like you just see him up in the rafters, and you don't know it's like it's mystery. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't know what he's gonna do. He's just looking down, and then eventually they build up to a Sting Hogan match, and it, it, which they botched. I'm pretty sure, like totally just. That all sounds great, <laughs> but yeah. It's just moments that I, I come into my head right now. Like there's the whole like WWE, WWE had the whole storyline with Austin, and uh, so they had it, it's they had Vince McMahon and his corporation or whatever. And then they had the Ministry, which is like the Undertaker's like spooky guys. You know what I mean? It's this whole yeah. gang of spooky people, and so the Undertaker was like stalking Stephanie, Vince's daughter, and he's gonna like like give her over to a higher power or whatever and so austin like against his better judgment because you know he hate, he hated mcmahon because mcmahon was like the ultimate bad guy his like his boss and austin was the working man you know yeah so it turns out in, in the end it turns out that mcmahon was the higher power like you have like this this robed figure in the ring like like completely covered and everything and then he pulls it back and it gives me that it gives you that it's it was me it's me austin you know it's me all along like just yeah. like, like swerves like that things like that in wrestling i i just i love i love like swerves are great like people like there's a there was a writer vince russo and people hate him in the wrestling community but like he was he was behind a lot of the a lot of great writing and he was behind a lot of poor uh, poor writing you know yeah yeah like he, a lot of people say he killed WCW I don't subscribe to that line of thinking I think there's a lot of factors but you can't deny that there was like a Viagra on a pole match like that happened you know <laughs> oh so, really I yeah. remember there was a certain match where Vince McMahon tag teamed against God yeah that ha- I ha- that happened that remember, that's a thing guys remember, remember that that was fun yeah because yeah. um, Shawn Michaels came back as a because he was a kind of a terrible person for the longest time and he came back as he came back to wrestling and he was like a reborn Christian and they were like I can't remember what, I can't remember why Vince put him in the match like but he's like he's like the only person that's still with you is God and so it was Vince and Shane against Shawn Michaels and God and God. <laughs> God was just this white spotlight and like towards the finish of the match the white spotlight leaves and it's I, I can't remember I can't I think Vince gets on a mic or something and says like like look even God has left you or something like now yeah. I can't remember like exactly but yeah it was it's it's ridiculous like things like that I love like I love terrible things I think I, I was telling you before we got on the 
on the mic and like terrible things are, are great to me so like i try to be positive so if you, yeah i when i first saw that and he and chris was the one that turned me on to that i loved every second of it. i was like this is the most hype factor i've ever seen in wrestling like i love i love like any kind of gimmicks or storylines that sound absolutely ridiculous but if you listen to like some stories about vince mcmahon like he it it, it seems like that he thinks like that he is better than god like yeah. any concept the guy that you have and so like with things like that it just always crack me up because everybody says like the best characters are like or the best storylines are just real life like characters the best characters are just you turned up to 11 you know what i mean yeah because then you're comfortable with yourself and you know how to react in case things do go wrong or any situation so okay well you know so sitting here watching wrestling currently do you have any like cons or pros that you like what what do you love about current wrestling and like today's society what do you absolutely hate for me i'd have to say the biggest thing i hate is that sometimes i feel like the writers genuinely don't think we're intelligent and there's a lot of predictable writing but that's sometimes not fair to say because i've never wrote anything for wrestling so i don't think i could do it but sometimes i just a lot of it i feel like sometimes is very railroaded towards you I agree to a certain extent. That's like, right. You go on, for the writing part, you go on, like, like Reddit, and, like, you'll get them, and they'll, you have people that, like, need it spelled out for them, like, what's happening. And then other people will complain that, you know, this is too dumb, or you're getting railroaded, but then if they don't do that, then it's like, well, people don't understand, you know what I mean? So it's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of a little it, bit of, but you need both. But I think that's for everything. I don't think that's just the wrestling. My my problem with wrestling right now is that, well, at least WWE, is, and that's really just the main roster, because I think NXT does a really good job of just simple, consistent booking and storytelling, but... Like, WWE right now, it's like, unless it's WrestleMania season, we don't get, like, decent stories. We don't have anything going on. Like, we have, like, I think if, you, if you've been watching Raw, which I've been miss, I've only been catching bits and pieces here and there, but, like, I think you've probably seen Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose fight Sheamus and Cesaro, like, 800 it's been times. like, the last three months. Yeah, it's it so could annoying. be even, like, six months, but that's all they do. And, like, different... In different variations, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're going to have Dean Ambrose fight Sheamus in a singles match. The next week, it could be a tag. And, like, that's, like, supposed to be, like, the story. You know what I mean? And, like, that's not that's not what wrestling is. Like, wrestling isn't it's not a real sports league, you know? It's like, if you want to sit here and make that comparison that it's, like, in basketball, people watch basketball games. That's all they do is play basketball. That's fine. But I'm not watching the Cavs play the 76ers for six months straight, you know what I mean? Like, no, just, I totally know what you're saying. They, they give different matchups and stuff, but like in wrestling, you're supposed to tell stories, and that's the thing that I don't like. Like, it, it sucks because like I think that WWE is has the most talent they've had in at least a, quite a while. And it's absolutely true. If you guys ever do get a chance, if you're for those of you that are new, there is so much good talent. We got Brock Lesnar, which he's a delight. I mean, you got Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is absolutely amazing. Like I said, I'm obsessed with Randy Orton, even though he is injured like 90% of the time when he wrestles. He's still there every so often. I mean, you, know, you can just... talk about you can talk about like Elias Samson. Like he comes out, he he sticks to just like he's a he's the drifter. He's got like a, a guitar. Like he rolls into town and like he'll get in there and like he'll sing a song and it's all cheap heat, which is like he's just bashing the town. Like he just they did a. 
don't think it was on TV. I think it was a uh, it was on online only. But he went to when they were in Cleveland. He was like on top of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he really? was just burying Cleveland the whole time. <laughs> talking about how like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is garbage because he's not in it, and how like he says LeBron's gonna leave again, and like it, it, he just gets like he gets booed. You know, it's so hard for a bad a heel a bad guy to get booed because the the audience it's like it's like kids who are gonna cheer for the good guys, and then it's like people like like in their 18 30s and like they just yeah and well they they Uh, either they they, they, if you get too cool like they they appreciate like they're too smart almost you know what i mean so like they appreciate what you're doing and if like if you're doing a good job they cheer you but that's not the reaction that they that they're supposed to get so you're saying in the heel community because when you're a face you want cheers when you're a heel you want booze right you you want people to genuinely be disgusted in your behavior Right, right, and sometimes it doesn't happen. It's like you watch like Game of Thrones, and I remember the first time I watched Game of Thrones, and I was, uh, what's his name, the Joffrey, right? And he, yeah. I was just like, and that whole family, and the Lannisters, and I was just like, these are, this is terrible. Like I was disgusted, you know? Yeah. And so you, if you were in the crowd, you'd throw out some booze then. Right, that was right, right. Because right. in wrestling, you have to boo them. So but, being, but I, but being I, but heel I, but, is like one of the hardest things ever. But to my point though yeah. is I'm I'm guilty of this. Like I'm not trying to knock the fans because like I I watched like I watched Game of Thrones. I'm still like a season or two behind, but I we started rewatching it with my wife, and then the second run through, I was like I love the Lannisters. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're awesome. Like like Cersei's my favorite character. Oh, of course. Who doesn't love her? But like yeah. go my first girl, I didn't. But like see that's the thing though. Like I'm watching it, and I'm like, well, this I really dig this character. So now I'm gonna be a fan of it. And in wrestling, like there are fans who go and they'll cheer, and it just it it defeats the purpose, I guess. But at the same time, right. like you would think that they would turn them into good guys, but like. WWE refuses to. They say they listen to the fans, but they only listen to the fans when it's they want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Or for those of you that like love wrestling and but they have a little bit of anime fetish, fetish Nakamura is like a great, great wrestling character. I love everything about him. You just saying that because he's Asian? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! His whoa. First of all, <laughs> hold on, guys. His intro is the most anime of intros on the planet. Well, you talking about Finn Balor too when he's the demon? He is the pretty, de- he is the anime, demon. That is it? true. I, mean, I don't anime. watch a lot of anime, but no, 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 no. That's pretty good. Finn Balor is also he is the demon. That is, not... so but they, you know what makes me mad is they don't power nine thousand or power nine thousand. Thank you. Yep, they don't. Give me enough demon when it comes to Finn Balor. I mean, you we should don't get enough out, of it. You should watch old, like old New Japan stuff, or not not old, but like older. One of the past Wrestle Kingdoms, I'll find it and show it to you. But okay. Okada came in with, who's he's their heavyweight champion. I don't know if he was there then, but he came in with a giant Buster sword, like big big anime sword. Oh, nice! And a, like I think it was like a T Rex. Like, it was this whole thing. Like, it was this whole crazy entrance like that. I know. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I love spectacles like that. Like, oh, yeah. Same. Like, Rusev, a couple of years ago, WrestleMania came in on a tank. You know what I mean? It's like, that, that's awesome. Or the New Day, who, like, constantly love everything video games. Well, at least one of their members, too. And they, like, oh, they play the Final Fantasy VII Victory song every time they went on trumpet. Sweet-ass shit like that. Like, who doesn't love seeing stuff like that? trombone. Oh, oh trombone sorry <laughs> this is why he's here this is why he gets paid the good money yeah so let me ask you this now we're not just talking about the wwe here what are some other let's say i was a guy and i'm like you know what 
WWE is okay, but what else can I watch? What are some things people could watch out there that aren't the, necessarily WWE? Like I said, like if you're looking for more of like a like a more athletic, I don't want to say athletic. That's it's not fair. Let's let's like go a, this way. I'm looking for from brutal to story to awesome to I just want a little bit of everything. Where could I go? I mean, like piece by piece. If you want like the hardcore deathmatch wrestling, you can check out like. Like CZW. How know? hard? How hardcore are we talking? Like they do, like thing, they do a thing called Tournament of Death, which I think it's a full day, or it's either a full day or a whole weekend of just death matches. And like, just if you can go on YouTube and just just type in like Tournament of Death, like there's like grandfather clocks and all kinds of like sharp objects that they're slamming themselves on. They have Cage of Death. I think I know CZW has cleaned them. I think they've cleaned up a little bit, and they they wrestle, they just stick more to like normal wrestling. I think their deathmatch stuff is more. Like a want like a spectacle around the year. Like it used to be just like always deathmatch yeah. wrestling. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and they have their own. Um, they have a partnership, and TNA too, for the most part. Like they're like they're professional wrestling. Like uh, New Japan will give you more of like a strong style where like it, it's snugger, it's stiffer. Yeah. What else is there? Like I said, Shikara. I lo- like Chikara, I don't I don't follow too closely, but from the things that I've seen, like they have a lot of people like in masks. Like they have this this one tag team, or I don't know if they're still there. Like, I don't know how I don't know how to, I'm not up there in Chikara. Is Lucha Underground still? Lucha, I love Lucha. I'll get to that next. Okay. I love Lucha Underground. Yeah. So like, guys, you know, out there, I'm not sorry to interrupt, but out there, there's a ton of different options. You don't just have to watch WWE. It depends on your style of what you yeah. like to view. It's a different day and age. The, we have wrestling coming out everywhere all the time. I had a I had a guy that I worked with years ago, and he he was like we talk about music, and he would tell me like I don't like rap music, and I'd be like, well, like what's what's rap music? And he's like, well, like like Little Wayne or what I hear on the radio, and I'm like, well, you know, there's all kinds of underground rap music. Like you don't have to just listen to Little Wayne. So like I ended up making him like a like a whole mixtape of just just stuff that came out that year that wasn't you know radio rap you know so like in wrestling's the same way like Did you he can enjoy say, it yeah I mean I I guess it was, okay. it was clay I call it hip hop oh. yeah yeah hip hop right right, <laughs> yeah. right wrestling's the same way like you don't have to watch WWE and be like this is this is the only thing that's wrestling like you can watch a more like athletic like uh, sports realistic quote unquote style a, a snugger style and watch new japan or you could watch something that's just completely there's they they don't try to be real like like in chikara like they're co- like more of a comic book family friendly thing it's like they had this one tag team and they were I, like what they call like los ice creams or something they were they, they wore ice cream masks and like they did like like i don't know if you're watching like watch like hardcore wrestling they do the spot with like they pull a bag out and then they dump tacks on the ground and like it was just a, like everybody freaks out because like tax hurt like they those tack bumps they take you know it's yeah. like yeah that's what people don't get when you land on tax you land on tax I, you can't stage that yeah the ice cream the ice cream tag team they pull a bag out and they put it on the ground and it sprinkles <laughs> and then they get slammed into the somebody gets slammed into sprinkles and they sell it like like it's death you know what I yeah. mean and it, it's funny because they because everybody knows it's not real and if you just and if you go to a show you go to a wrestling show it, it the everything it's, it's fun it's just fun it's a big fun show but like and I, I know i've shown you chuck taylor chuck Ta- listen let me get, tell you guys something about chuck taylor if game and watch was a wrestler chuck taylor would be the man because 
one of his special moves, he's just, an, it's just unreal. One of his special moves is he throws an invisible grenade and people sell the shit out of this invisible grenade. That's a special move. And you would be, you would think the hype train was so real on this. I'm in love with Chuck Taylor. I just, I dig 100%. But that's the, that's the fun thing too about like the grenade is fun. Cause every time they put the grenade, they always go into slow motion. Yeah. And then like, if you watch the crowd and the crowd will sl- go into slow motion and it's just things like that. It's just fun. Like you just go there to have a good time at stuff like that. It, it it's, it's fun. Now, when we talk about the hard, more hardcore wrestling, like the death matches, I want to express to you people, if you've never seen a death match before, you might throw up a little bit. It's kind of disgusting because these wrestlers are probably a little underpaid and they do whatever just for shock value. Like we're talking barbed wire, piranhas. I don't know if I I call it shock value, but like some wrestlers, like people like death matches. Like I, I enjoy death matches. A lot of people hate death matches. They they think it's garbage wrestling. Yeah. Some people, yeah, you're right. Some people do find it garbage. I think it's amazing how much abuse a human being can take. Yeah. Well, that's how Mick Foley got over it was. He's like, I can't do flips. I'm not pretty, but you know, I, I can take a lot of pain. That's how Dean Ambrose was making money on the indies before. Like, he was in CZW. He was in that stuff. And I remember seeing an interview, and he's like, well, if you start doing death matches, you know, you can give, you can tell him, like, I'll, I'll do, you know, we can do, like, thumbtacks for this amount of money. Or you want to do fire? Okay, it'll be this much money. You uh-huh. know what I mean? You're putting your body out there, and you, you, put, you put the prices. You yeah, know? those of you that have never, you know, those of you that have the skepticism about, What's real and what's not? Watch a couple death matches. You'll be like, oh well. Well, I'm not gonna say it. Like, I'm not gonna tell you that death matches are are real, but there is more. Phys- uh, your body takes a physical toll. Yeah, you let's know what I mean? let's like, put it this still, way. It's like, still wrestling. Like, if I, I mean? yeah, let's put it this way. We have a staged wrestle event, and you flip me on the thumbtacks. I'm not gonna take it as well as our professionals. Or you blow fire in my face. I'm probably not gonna take it as well as a person who's been getting hit. With fireball after fireball. Or if we have a match and I land in barbed wire, I'm probably going to scream. You know, these guys, they take this abuse for your entertainment. You know, and it's not easy on their bodies. Some of these old wrestlers, you know, they probably ache every single night of their lives. And they did that for you, you know. Yeah, that's also a big, it's a big thing right now in the wrestling community is right now we have, like, like there's this spot with the Young Bucks just, just did at, the last ROA show called Final Battle, and it's, like, blowing up because all of the old wrestling people, like, they think it makes it not realistic. Like, a lot of the old wrestling, like, Jim Cornette's and people like that, like, they they like, like, slower wrestling needs to look real, needs to look like a fight, and that's what people like. And, like, the Young Bucks throw stuff like that out the window, and, like, they're so athletic, and, like, it, it's so great. But they did this spot where they it was, like... They'll do like they one did a drop one guy did a drop kick another guy did another drop kick and like they both missed and then somebody else ran the ring tried to drop kick them and then they just kept stacking drop kicks until you had like six people trying to drop kick each other and like that's the point where like you watch it and like I try to be positive when I watch it and like I'll go and I'll see that and I'll be like cool you know that was fun whatever mm. but other people will be like well that looks stupid and that's fine you know I get that. I wound yeah. up pissed off all the MMA fighters mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, this is so fake. Guys. Yeah, well, it, Come on. it was a like huge Daniel fight. Foreman, whatever the other guy's name was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a huge thing because people, like those MMA fighters, I know Disco and, I don't know if Disco was in on it, but I know Vince Russo, 
was going on about it and that got the young bucks on them and then dave Meltzer was on it was like everybody was like arguing over this one spot like oh, like over christmas or christmas eve or something and it was just it just depends on what you think it's like you know what i mean like i watch oh, yeah. like you can watch cartoons you know what i mean there's yeah. all kinds of different cartoons yeah you can watch watch spongebob that's obviously gonna be garnered towards kids i mean listen you can watch the anime yeah i'm an anime fan people give me a hard time about anime all the time and i'm like it's entertaining i love anime you know what I mean? And I'd say the same thing about wrestling. By the way, let's, speaking of flippy shit and shit that could look questionable, let's talk about Lucha Underground real quick. Oh, yeah, I forgot about That's that. That's my personal wrestling anime is Lucha Underground. Lucha, Lucha It's a different animal. Lucha Underground is so cool. It's, it's so cinematic. Like, they have these awesome matches, but then they also build characters. And that's the one thing that WWE I, lacks. Like, they don't build characters. They don't do vignettes. Lucha Underground... <laughs> has its own storylines going everybody has a storyline everybody has characters that are built up and it it's awesome I, I it's really good it looks really good it's obviously it's a lucha you know what i mean so if that's not your thing it which is like the the mexican wrestling if that's what i think disco inferno calls it but it's like flipping and there's more high spots and things like that in it and i i really like it how far are you on Lucha Underground? Yeah, how far are you on? I've been watching it with Mary, so I don't know what episode I'm on, honestly. My, Mary is the Who, name of my girlfriend. Favorite? Who's your favorite? Are you, I think I've you, only watched like two episodes on Netflix so far. You need to watch it. I hear, started getting into I hear it. you guys talk about just like ramming through seasons of things. And you yeah, should, yeah, Lucha yeah, Underground absolutely something getting you should into watch. that one. Yeah, I, at first I had my skepticism, and then I was like, this is that, fucking awesome. You need to at least watch the first season, because, okay. because that first that they build up to the ultima lucha and pentagon who just became a star on the indies especially from being exposed on lucha underground and he's probably my favorite my favorite wrestler on that show but his storyline is is pretty good like the twist towards the end is pretty it's pretty okay. well done so so let's talk about things that have been going on in current wrestling what kind of events are coming up like what are something we can get people on the hype train about for wrestling that they might get into, watch it, and be like, oh, shit, okay, wrestling. Like maybe within a month from now. Right. Isn't Royal Rumble coming up? Oh. Royal, Royal Rumble is coming up. Yeah, I think the Royal Rumble's coming up, and that is honestly probably the best, it's probably the best time of the year if you want to get back now, into Now, could wrestling. you explain how Royal Rumble works for the people out there? Royal Rumble is a concept that they have where they have 30 people, they have start with two people, and then they... Each person comes in after like like thirty seconds or like ninety seconds. I don't remember how long it was, but they come to the ring and then they go up to thirty people and whoever and then they get eliminated by being thrown over the, the top rope, and then whoever wins that goes on to WrestleMania, which is like the Super Bowl and, of wrestling, and they face the champion for a title shot. It's it's cool, but th what's cool about it is the Royal Rumble always starts off the road to WrestleMania, which is when WWE always that's when like the, the legends come back. They actually have storylines for a lot of people. It's the best time of the year to watch WWE. And so it's into this month, it's like January 29th, I think it is. Well, not this month, but you know, January, it's a good point to start watching. Okay. They have, they have a, a women's Royal rumble this year. It's the first time ever, which is, it's cool. They have, they have, their women's roster is again, one of the most talented it's ever been. Now for but, those of you that have never, you know, saw women's wrestling back in the day, it's nothing like it used to be. I, you know, 
women's wrestling back in the day was a lot of like clothes getting ripped off and bra and panty matches. These women are respectable, and I get I just get hype watching them wrestle. It's good wrestling. Like it's not what it used to be. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, wrestlers not supermodels now. Yeah, yeah. They used to only look for models. That's the thing, though. <laughs> yeah, but um, they're they're super. They're so talented, and it, it, they but it doesn't stop them from being plagued by the same thing that the men's men's wrestlers get plagued by, and it's the fact that they don't get storylines. You know. Yeah. It's like they did the first ever women's Hell in a Cell like back what October or was it last year or this year? I don't remember. But they did Sasha and Charlotte, and like that's how they pushed it. It's like it's the first ever, it's the first ever, and it's like cool because like we're still watching a TV show, so give us a reason to put them in the cell, and that's that would be cool. Exactly. You can tout it as the first ever still, but that shouldn't be the only thing, and that's the only thing that I I'm not super excited about. Like the women's rumble, it, great, they should always have it. It should probably should have been there already, but now they're just like that's what it's gonna be. Like they like they stopped a giant brawl on raw two weeks ago. I think it was between all the women on raw and Stephanie, I think came out and made some announcement and then they ended the shot with all of them like hugging. Yeah. It was, it was like a regular match was going on and all the bad guys from the back came in to like interrupt it and fuck over the good guys. And so they had this massive like brawl going mm-hmm. on and then she comes out and magically, everyone just like ignores all their troubles, and they all start like celebrating together and shit. Yeah, we all drop characters. It's like all of a sudden, Superman and Lex Luthor are in this fight, and then somebody shows up, and then they're just like, "Oh yeah, let's hug and pretend we're not trying to kill each other." You know? Yeah. It was stupid, but the idea—I think—I guess the idea was the why they did that was because they wanted like a nobody knew that they were announcing the women's rumble so they wanted oh. like natural reactions because wwe's big into that now too like they want like genuine like if you're gonna break character they want you to do it and see like your actual joy or whatever but that's awesome yeah no i would say getting to start watching wwe now i mean if it's not for you i mean you can get the network you can also there's a fun game you can play if we play it uh could you explain to them the royal rumble game that we do every so often. This we, this will make it a little more interesting for you guys. We usually like I think was it last year we drew numbers and like because nobody knows the lineup like who's coming out. I mean obviously when you see somebody if you watch wrestling you probably have a pretty good idea if they have any shot at winning based on like their standing. Yeah, and it's one through thirty, right? It's one through thirty. And based on how many people you have, you'll get multiple draws. Obviously, like last year, I got or last year I got like eleven, twenty-seven, and something else because we had like four people there or something. Right. Yeah. No. So you just like you make games about it, make drinking games or drinking games. And drinking if your number fun. wins, you're the fucking man. Like I remember my number one last one time, and I almost crapped my pants. Like, I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. So just Wait, stuff so like that. Game. So you guys divvy up like all the spots one through thirty. Whoever gets the winning spot. Well, see what, what we were doing is we were all getting together. A group of our, our friends were getting together, and we we had these we had these championship belts, and we were playing. This, we called it the Ginger Dome because I have red hair. Ralph actually named it. And well, I complete that. I was just drunk. Yeah, that was not on purpose. So we would just like play. Like, we started playing one time. We started playing video games and we're like whoever wins tonight, whoever wins the most games, they get this belt and they're champion. And then it kind of just like expanded. And it like you think the New World Order storyline is like not to interrupt was like ridiculous. This Ginger Dome got out of hand like mm-hmm. super fast. So like it, it, it expanded, and then we we're just looking for ways. Like I was looking for creative ways to like decide who's gonna be number one contender or whatever. So like we're like, okay, well this year at the Royal Rumble, we'll all pick a number, 
and then whoever wins, they get to f- play for the bell at the next time we all get together. And so that was really, that was that. But, like, I think just WrestleMania, people on Reddit make WrestleMania sheets where you, like, make predictions oh, and yeah, stuff. Like predictions. Yeah. Stuff like that. that. Yeah, right, too, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that's always fun. Things like that are always cool. It's like when you watch the Super Bowl, you know, you, you, you can do the squares or whatever. Like, anything the Anything that will make the game more interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. We're not going to talk too much about the Ginger Dome, but that got out of hand fast. It got to the point where... That we had factions, that we were playing against people, like people we didn't even know for the belt. I remember one one year there was like three other guys who were just like these random ass dudes from like oh, no. our, their friends' neighbors who wanted to play us for the belt. I'm like, we're never going to see this belt again if we lose these people. Yeah, I ran it like a wrestling. Ralph yeah. and I were in the same faction. We actually ended it on top, so we're the best. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I hope we never do another one. Just so, <laughs> just so the story says, we have all the belts. But when you add a belt, you basically, you have to challenge that person whatever they want, anything. They think it could be fucking jump rope. It could be a foot race. It could be a video game. I always challenge people with video games because I'm fat. Yeah. But it could be something physical like arm wrestling or One something. One time we had, a, we had a competition who could shave half of Ralph's head the fastest. <laughs> yep. So, I grew out hair just so they could cut cut my head up. I had so many scars on my head. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Um, no, it was awesome. It was fun. <laughs> I need a haircut anyway. I don't want to pay for it. So, yeah, just stuff like that. I don't know. It was a weird time in our lives. I almost wish we had video footage just so I can give to you guys a giraffe's have black tongues. So you see how ridiculous a small idea became, like, expansive. And, like, we had half of Northeast Ohio playing the stupid game with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up for giraffes have black tongues. Can I just look... talk about one thing? Uh, you know what? We, we, have nothing, was... we have nothing with time. Well, we talk about wrestling, and I just want to... I, I love terrible things. Like, and I, I've been over this holiday break i've been watching old wcw nitros and right now there's this thing called the dungeon of doom Ooh. which is like <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about I think these so. two? like the group yeah okay yeah. it's made it's led by the taskmaster kevin sullivan and all of these like like kamala i don't know if you're I'm like wwf like he had like his big uganda i think it was the ugandan giant yeah. i think is what he was okay and he had like his stomach painted they have all these like crazy looking characters and so they finally brought in the giant, who's the big show. So they're leading up to this thing where the giant is, you know, unstoppable, and he's out here just choke slamming everybody. So Hulk Hogan's a champion, so he's going after Hulk Hogan to get the belt. And because Hulk Hogan's Superman, the ultimate good guy at this point, he's trying. He's going to fight him. So Hogan's been showing up in a neck brace, and they've been building to this match. This match is a monster truck fight. It's a monster like they they fight and they hit each other in monster trucks like. They each have their own special monster trucks. I'm pretty sure it's on top of a building. Like I, what? I've seen the ending of it. It's kind of some twisted metal stuff. Like it, it's it's nuts. So I'm pretty sure the ending of the of the, I haven't watched it because I'm leading up to it. I'm gonna wa- rewatch it, but I think I've seen like the ending of it like on Reddit before. And I I'm pretty sure, the giant, falls off of the building, and then like, that's all you see of him for like a week, and then he just comes back and nothing. Nothing, you know, nothing matters. Fine. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> Just walk it off. But see, that, things like that is I love about wrestling. Like, that, it's stupid. Like, that is so dumb. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a month ago when they threw uh, Braun into the trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a week later he's back. He oh, wait, you got to tell people a this. A week off to Doug, recover. He came back in the dumpster, in the trash truck. <laughs> he came out of it. Like, he just hung out in a week. <laughs> he like, in a week. in there for a week. Yeah. This it's is where like, I live now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they couldn't even give us. They couldn't give us like a shot, like like the shredder in like second turn oh, movie, like yeah. reaching oh, his hand out yes. of the dumpster. I, I just want to tell you guys that I'm a grown man, and if somebody, if you have a villain, I don't care if it's wrestling or whatever, and they're defeated under a pile of rubble and they do the shredder arm thing, my heart jumps like I've never <laughs> seen it. Like it's yeah, like it's brand new and I've never seen it before. <laughs> to this day, when I watch like an anime and that happens, I'm like oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is totally new. This never happened before. So there, there it is. But yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to wrap this up, that's fine. The last thing I would say is just, yeah, no, that's fine. just keep an open cool. mind. Watch some wrestling. There's cool stuff out there. Like, I like watching stuff on the indies, like Joey Ryan. He's awesome. He's the this. Penis is awesome. Yeah, the King of Dong style <laughs> instead of King of Strong style. He did, they, he did this video a couple weeks ago, and they had Macaulay Culkin there. And they did the the bucket spot you know from the home alone movies and they hit i think hornswoggle was this little midget yeah and it hit him in the head with a bucket and it was it was great i personally enjoyed that i never caught i'm in this wrestling group i never comment always watch and i actually had something to say to that so yeah, i was it's like it's just hey. silly nonsense like don't take anything don't take everything so seriously like that's that's what i that's what i do in life i try to be positive I, I watch things and I say just give things a shot. Yeah, and, and genuinely enjoy yourself. If you're if you're gonna go watch wrestling and you're and you're new and you haven't watched in a long time, you feel self conscious. Just have fun. You're going to you, be entertained. Get entertained. Get hype with them. You know, you're only gonna have as much fun as you allow yourself to have. And that's what anything in life. I don't care if you're watching a fucking chess tournament. Get hype. Get hype if that's your passion. Get hype sure. You're not supposed to get hype at chess tournaments. I get hype at chess tournaments. <laughs> it's frowned I'm like, King the Bishop 8? What the fuck? And I just start taking my shirt off. So, <laughs> get, get, get excited. You're there to watch something, you know? Enjoy it and, you know, tell your friends about it, you know? Be like, hey, this is why I love this thing. Got anything else for us or special guests? No, I think I'm good. All right. So well, you have any like website or YouTube? Or, like, oh yeah, you have a YouTube or a website no, or anything? I don't, I don't do anything like that. Okay, that's fine. He's our own. He's our. Uh, he's like the Batman of our special guest. He comes and he shows <laughs> he's up. He's off the grid. He's off the grid, which is fine. There's you can find me on Facebook there. if you like wrestling and join my wrestling group. Yeah, just, talk just, about that. I just made a. I like my name's Christopher Phillips on Facebook. I mean, you can find me. Add me. Let me know you like wrestling, and I'll add you. It's just I just made a group for my friends because. I didn't think everybody wanted to see a bunch of wrestling memes and matches. So you can add me and I'll share everything I see. It's just a place people can come and talk about wrestling and just have fun, you know. What's the name of it? Just I think I just called it wrestling. That's, oh, it's just called wrestling. It wasn't so anything to promote, but if if it's something people want to do. Sounds, sounds like you know. a plug to me. There you go, guys. Go to re- go to it. It's called wrestling. Add Christopher Phillips. You can always use more Facebook friends because we're Facebook whores anyway. Yeah, and that cuts. That's about it for Jurassic Black Songs. Unless my co-host here has anything to throw in. So don't forget to come and follow us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Google Play, where you can find podcasts. Yep, we're on. You know, we also have a Twitter. Said nice Twitter name. Giraffes HBT Pod. Giraffes HBT Pod. HBT Podcast. It's one of the two. Search for them. You can figure it out. (laughs) Let me know. Yeah. In the comments. Yeah. So, so one more time. It's either giraffe. It's either giraffes HBT pod or else giraffes HBT podcast. 
And you can totally make fun of us for not knowing our own Twitter handle because that's the kind of people we are here at Jurassic Have Life. Donnie will link it in the description yeah. here, the correct one, so you can follow that. Yeah. Just yell at us. We we, here's what we like to do for you guys at Jurassic Have Life Tones. We like to make you think we're professional, and then bam, we had a moment of clarity when we're actually <laughs> slow. And you're sitting in a room with slow people. So that's that's what we do for you. It's like, you like this ice cream cone? Well, guess what? You get no toppings. It's just vanilla. And that's... <laughs> That's how fucked up we are. Giraffes have black tongues. So, all right. I guess we're signing off. I'm Ralph. I'm Dave. And thank you again, Christopher, as our special guest. We'll probably have you on again for more than just wrestling. You were a great. You were a great job today. And uh, you got anything to add? Nope. All right. Well, you stay classy, America. Peace.